Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to episode one. What? What are you looking at me for? Mm-mm. Episode one. Uh, again, I'm Matt Ruff Marsh. We're at WOTR, the show. With me today for Thursday Night Chaser. <sighs> yeah, Jane. Hi. <sighs> Interesting week since uh, coming off the... Um... Was it the 18th annual uh, Boozies? Boozies, yep. It's been a busy year. So far. Interesting year. We haven't even hit a week and that shit with Vince already happened. I know. What the hell is that? It's like... like, Also, the fact that he, he emailed that out December 31st dick move dude just fucking let new year's lie uh, <laughs> we'll get into that um, we'll get if into you stuff. Had that, everybody if you had that on your bingo card for 2023 that's a shocker oh i, I think people I assumed that was something like that was gonna happen but let's start but, with yeah. a little what's in your glass what are you drinking over there well you know i've had an interesting day. I have some regular iced tea. I'm boring today, but I am 
using my sponsored, not sponsored Zoku cup to have a Coca-Cola slush because I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling the exhaustion of watching, you know, New Japan. I can't, I, I couldn't do the whole thing. Does I the slush asleep. machine, does it have sugar inherently? You put whatever you, you want in it. And it so turns into I a slush. It. Yeah. So what happens is the you take the little white cylinder thing in here. Yeah. Put it in the freezer at least for about eight hours. Bring it out. I'm going to give you a nice little plastic cuppy thingy. Put it in. There's a little thing. You pour whatever in it. And then there is ice that forms on the sides. So all you have to do, like right now, I'm mixing it in and folding it. And I get nice little slush. See? Yeah. I think I need to do that. Yeah, you should. Zoku.com. Or actually, I bought mine on Amazon. They have different sizes. I, now that I mastered how to use it. I love it. I want a, the bigger one now. That's my next thing. Alcohol, I'm still trying to... You can put alcohol in here. But just remember, alcohol really doesn't freeze very well. So it be doesn't. careful and pick your poisons. I have put cider in here, and cider works pretty well. Yeah, but like, could you do a primarily a juice that has a shot of vodka in it? It'll probably juice up most of it. You could. Because the, the thing you could do is you could make the slush... And then just mm -hmm. pour the shot on top and mix that in once it's already slushy. That's true. That is true. But is that the is, is the slush thin enough that it's going to melt when that happens, or is it thick enough that it's going to withhold? Well, right now, this consistency that I have, yeah, it's a little thin. But if I wait a little bit, which I'm not going to do anything because now I just kind of I had put more coke in here. No. This right now, how it looks, I'm not going to no. touch it for a little bit, and it's going to yeah. grow. So I'll show you oh, in a few minutes. That's cool. It's like Mr. Wizard up in here. All right. flush. All yeah. Right. yeah. I'm having some red wine. What kind of red 14 wine? 14 hands or 12 hands or two dozen hands, a couple of eggs, someone's basket. Green eggs and hams. Green eggs and hands. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Nice. You know, it's a very it's mellow good. night. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. Looks good. I like that nice dark... It's Red called 14 hands. hands. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know what it means, but that was my nickname in high school for sure. Oh boy. The things we learn on this show. Yeah. Um let's do birthdays. You should do some birthdays. Because yeah. we'll, we'll, been... there's there's a bunch of crazy weird shit that's happening already, and we should talk about it. So yeah, let's the get birthdays. So um, one person I do want to shout out because it is an inspiration to uh, Brian Cage. You you hear him commonly saying who better than Cage. Mm -hmm. His favorite wrestler was Chris Canyon. So Chris Canyon, um, happy birthday. That's cool. um, Jacqueline, happy birthday, girl. Yeah. A lot of good ones. Uh, Chavo Guerrero Sr., happy birthday. Mm. Um, Bushwhacker Luke, happy birthday. Um, Chris Masters, the master lock, we all remember him. Happy birthday! Yep, a lot yep. of people that, um, even though the list is a little short right now, um, for birthdays, let me go through a couple of them. Congratulations, new TMT two time champion Darby Allen. That was his birthday gift, I guess, from Tony Khan, but we'll go into that, that later. Was his birthday. Yeah. Oh my god. 
the legendary bull nakano happy birthday I love oh, wow yeah what day yeah what day and exactly because, uh the eighth all right mm -hmm. uh bad luck folly um dude he's got a lot of great people that went through his dojo down in uh new zealand um likes a juicy finale um aaron solo are two prominent names that i could say so definitely you know happy birthday dude and did you know this is a bit of trivia for those who watch new japan you know the bunny that comes out with the tokyo pimp i'm not aware of the tokyo pimp or its bunny okay well she's a very sexy japanese lady in a very sexy bunny outfit those oh i've but, seen that pop up on my timeline yes that's his um either fiance or wife you go bad luck fall that's all i'm gonna say so you go dude <laughs> um ruby riot happy birthday oh that's good mm -hmm. i fucking hate that storyline with those two women okay. who can't wrestle but anyways yeah, enough said uh buff bagwell happy sobriety happy birthday um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite um, women of WWE. Happy birthday to Mina. She's um, her birthday's on the tenth. Still one of my favorites. I think yes. she. Oh, yeah. I, I really great. wish that she and Natty had a longer run. I know they. They yeah. That was a not having a longer yeah. title run for Tammy or Tam. Tamina and Natalia was a was a real miss. That was horrible. That, that was a miss. Um, indie people, um, Abdullah the Butcher, happy birthday. Oh, that's uh, another one who I personally huge uh, uh, got much mad respect for her, and a lot of other women do is, uh, and I'll say rest in peace. Of course, is uh, the late and the great uh, uh, Luna Vachon. So. Tears in our beards. Happy birthday. Mm, yeah. And until next time, that is it. Well, cheers. Cheers for all the birthdays. Cheers. Oh, and by the way, as you oh, can find this. Did we say JR? Oh, JR was we said JR last week. He was the last one. Yeah. And I'm I'm still speaking of JR. I'm still a little curious. Do you think he's going to go back to the E? Because I hear that he's very upset about being on Rampage and not on Dynamite anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if he does return in a capacity to WWE. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if it was much of a capacity. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to end up back on commentary uh i don't think he's going to end up on screen i don't think he's going to want to travel every single show like i mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i wouldn't yeah. be surprised i don't think he wants to do the talent relation things anymore plus triple h is mm -hmm. doing that yeah. i i mean and, and at the end of the day what do i know right nothing it's going to mm -hmm. be his decision and whatever he decides is likely best for him he's a smart guy mm -hmm. but for whatever it's worth, in uh, my opinion, I could see him doing something a lot more Legends contracty or consultant or something that's a little less heavily involved. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah. But I do think he wants to stay busy. The whole reason he went to AEW is because he didn't want to just sit at home. Yeah. But now he's like kind of gotten demoted because I know how a lot of people feel about Shivani being at the desk. 
because Shivani doesn't contribute to anything. Not at all. No, and I don't even mean that as a dig to Shivani. He just doesn't say anything that's valuable to the conversation. No, he says shit like, "Oh, would you look at that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like Taz will say something, and then he's just like, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah. But at least to say for you, I've noticed a, you get a lot less of that kind of condescending Excalibur that you did not like at the beginning. That's of true. All of this, so it's a, it's pretty much almost gone. That's so. true. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. just looks like a moron, but. Well, you know what uh, he yeah. looks like. So don't say he looks like a moron. We don't know what he. His looks mask like. is stupid. He's got a stupid well, mask. I know. I know. That's what and shout out to those going to Bola. I am not going this week. Um, I'm a little sad that I don't get to see uh, um, Takeshita. I'm also sad that that's going to be a brilliant match at AEW next week. Um, Brian Danielson versus Takeshita. I'm like, Jesus. Wait, why aren't you going to go to Bola now? Uh, funds. Oh. Yeah. And they never released again, even for the old regulars, they didn't release, um, they didn't release any, um, GA. I don't want standing. Mm. I mean, I could steal a seat like some people do, but I, I'm, that's not cool. That's yeah. bad karma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Vince McMahon put out a press release. Sort of. I guess it, it was leaked by the Wall Street Journal. He emailed the board Whoa. and said he said he was going to be putting himself back in the power. Um, it is pretty oh, weird. The yeah, Wall the Street Journal busted yeah. this open and not like a dirt sheet? What? Yeah, no, ac actual people who know what's going on. So uh, in the article and in the press release stuff, Vince McMahon was, has told the WWE board What's going on here? Kuro saying, definitely wish you guys did an impact show. Bully and Scott's promo went way off script. I, I'm i sorry. Scott? Billy Ray. Who's Scott? Demore. Scott Demore is on screen right now. Yeah. Why? He's not going to get in the ring. That, what the fuck? <laughs> We're just going to build some real heat for Bully to have a match with not Scott. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I hear you. I don't have access TV. They don't make it easy. I don't want to pay for it. Wow. Uh, let's see. Vince McMahon told the WWE board that unless he has direct involvement involvement as executive chairman from the out, outset of a strategic review, he won't support or approve any media rights deal or company sale. So he's mm -hmm. saying he's got to be put back in. Um he said, uh, he also said this. Let me see. There's some other weird shit. He says, uh, his return wouldn't affect WWE management. Vince said, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. I don't know. That's <laughs> crazy. He's more or less, more or less, the vibe I got when I was reading it was that it had to do with like, he wants to be there to facilitate a sale. I don't think that I like, I get how he's got like the majority shares and the class B shares and all that stuff makes sense. But what I don't understand is how like his reasoning is that 
communications more or less simplified here. You, you can talk to one executive and know that that decision is done. Like instead of a sale being done with a bunch of people weighing in on it, he can either just say yay or nay and walk away. Hmm. I don't understand it. Like I was trying to, I was just trying to grasp the concept or the logic here. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he sells to another company mm-hmm. as it stands, that all that does is ensure that the job placement currently of his family would be at a higher jeopardy. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless supposedly he could always say, I don't approve any sale unless that they're protected, but I don't see that. He's definitely yeah. not doing it for the money. Mm-mm. It just seems really weird. I have to be in charge of everything so we can redo our TV deals. Like you can't do that from not the executive position. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can't do that behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz. Come on. Yeah, you can't just. I mean, you already you have the controlling shares of stuff, anyways. They probably have to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Or you could even show up and say, "Hey guys, keep me in the loop on this, or I'm gonna do some weird shit, like put myself back in power." <laughs> do Do you think he, if it goes up for sale, do you think he kind of, in his own weird way, thinks that? Uh, um, Tony Khan's father is going to open up the wallet so then he'll have ultimate control of every single thing do you think he fears that I wonder I can't imagine that there would be a fear that AEW would buy WWE they don't have that kind of money you don't know what the, the, the dude's dad has the he company's worth a lot more than Vince is. I know, but he could sell his his football team. He could sell the footy team. He can get rid of everything because, like, didn't fucking WhatsApp really sell for forty billion? You think WWE isn't worth more than WhatsApp? They can't just cash out on it. That's all I'm saying. I think it's just a little more complicated. I do see a lot of people being like, oh, Tony Khan's going to buy it. And I think that most of the people are joking about it, but the conversation's out there. $5.36 billion? So $5 billion? So just because that's your day value, right? That doesn't mean that's what you pay, right? So like WhatsApp was not worth 40 billion on the stock market when it sold because it was an even trade it, the potential to make the money back is what you're buying right so yeah. even if you had 6 billion in your pocket you couldn't just say I'll buy your company for 6 billion well you hold that company for 2 years you've made 10 billion you know yeah. what i mean so the idea is that like you pony up much more than its current value mm-hmm. so if it's worth 5 billion you're probably paying 500 billion you know what i mean like cuz this is a, yeah. a a lifetime company mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems weird and I don't get it and I don't get a lot of things that Vince has ever done. So maybe I'm not meant to get it. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it's a big contractual thing and we don't get that. So. Yeah, I don't understand contracts, but uh, it's neat and it's definitely fucking nuts. And I guess that thing came out on the 31st, too. So it's like, dude, just enjoy New Year's Eve man. just relax. Do it later. Like, yeah, but. I thought he I at least if he was going to pull a move like this, I would have at least waited. I would have thought he would have waited till after WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I wonder if it really would 
impact the show in some way. I wonder if it really would shift what happened. Like, would he really honestly take a creative role again like he did? Or he'd say, like, no, all that's fine. It's doing what it's doing. I'm just here because I strictly yeah. want to. Basically, that's what Nick Khan, I thought, was for. People to do these yeah, type well, builds. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Slushy alert. See how it's gotten a little fuller? Yeah. It's doing its thing. And it, it's getting more of the thickness. So. So, yeah. Vodka would be great in that. Yeah. Speaking of thickness, anyways. Yeah. Unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman, he won't approve any sale or media rights. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll see what happens. I think a lot of people are panicking. I think what it means is Vince is definitely going to be in the Royal Rumble and probably win it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I mean, I don't, have, I don't think I have anything else to say on it. Just, it's fucking crazy. Um, and we have to watch it and see what's going to happen with it because there's no way to call it. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's just, it's just me. But yeah. Um, who knows? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, now, what Figure is this? Oh, wait, are you giving him, are you trying to give him like a handlebar mustache? Yeah. He's got a mustache now. I've Ooh. combed him into a mustache. And look at it. If I nice. point his butt towards the mic. Oh, God. Now it's Producer like the puppet lady. farting into the mic. It's great. Producer lady, you gotta stop this, man. I thought she we were a classy show. No, I'm not saying protect me. I thought we were a classy <laughs> outfit here. We are classy. Is, or is it, we put, or it, we put the assy in classy. Or the gassy in classy. Ish. Whatever. Well, no the silent. But whatever. I don't yeah. know. No. no, or is it just because you can't do that on your other your other shows? Because God forbid you do that with a resi, you bring up a green puppet that farts in the mic. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. No, it it'd be a nice transition cool. spot if it's like, oh, let's bring on our guest, and then you just see a puppet and a fart, and then he goes, ah, here's McFoley. Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm sure Medusa would not like that either, dude. No. No. See. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I think she got a kick out of the puppet, but I don't know if she wants it farting. I mean, that's all no, exactly, it, so, exactly. You know. The puppet's cool. Um, but let's see. Farting. Other stuff though. Wrestle Kingdom took place. It was big. We asked you for the the stuff so we could watch it. I saw bits and pieces. Obviously, I saw all of the Mercedes stuff, but you saw the whole show. Let's talk about it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty I saw much. Suzuki. Being a badass, that was cool. Oh, he was total badass. That was like the old the old farts match, as I called it. You yeah. know, all these older guys and Suzuki in there just fucking. And the original man. tiger mask. How cool. I know, right? That was like a shocker. I'm like, holy shit, the original tiger mask and whatnot. Um, and I thought that was just it was just really kind of cool. Good tribute to Anoki. And um <clears throat> it's it was weird not seeing um his normal entrance but you know is what it is um but it'll be interesting to see where uh what happens and where he ends up um i know i was telling you oh there was the rambo which i didn't watch last night because honestly um it was too stormy and my it kept freezing so 
I didn't really get to, to watch um, the New Year event. So that the Rambo is they took the top four people and mm. they get a title match of some sort of a leave. So, yeah. But I had to laugh because, of course, fucking Yano, he kind of cheated his way to it. He faked being thrown to the floor and didn't crawl in until the last minute. Gotta love Toro Yano for that. So, yeah, so that was a very interesting one because it was very interesting to me that who got eliminated very quickly. Because the minute I blinked, I blinked, um, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols were already out. I'm like, what the hell? Jeff Cobb wasn't even in there for two, it felt like three minutes and he was gone. So it was a really interesting thing. I don't know if Rambo means like rumble in Japanese. I'm assuming, but then again, don't, I don't know. But if you know Japanese and if that's what Rambo means is rumble. Excellent. So we'll go there with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to think of the highlights. Let's, let's talk about that. The match, the Kari the Sane match, I will say, I thought it was a very, very excellent match. Yeah. Um, this is, it's weird because it's such a stark contract to see that kind of women's match, the bullshit that happens on AEW, and then, you know, with NXT. So it's really kind of cool to see all these, like, these different women's matches. And, you know, I, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. But then when it got dark. Yeah. Real quick, Kiro does ask, did you guys see New Year's Dash? Do you know what New Year's Dash is? No. Mm -mm. That was the next night. No, I did not get to. What is it? Is it on JPW? Mm -hmm. It's usually Wrestle Kingdom is like a two-nighter thing. You have the Wrestle Kingdom and then you have New Year's Dash. Well, then they said the second night of Wrestle Kingdom is supposed to be like the 20, like the like 15th or 20 something or 21st, I think. Yeah, no, that's weird. But no, no. But yeah. usually when they do Wrestle Kingdom, then the next thing is oh. New Year's Dash. The next night. was Jay White on New Year's Dash or in Wrestle Kingdom because he says Jay White lost a loser leaves Japan match. Um, did they do that on Dash because he um, Okada, which I expected, beat him. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It was that was kind of I kind of figured that was going to happen because you know. That do you is think Jay White shows up in WWE or AEW? He clearly could go to AEW, no problem, right? I, but. I with Jay White though. I don't know. I think he, I think he's better off in um, WWE. Yeah, it'd be cool if he yeah, pops up. Only WWE. because he's way he's bigger than than that. Like I never Tony felt Con- like he was treated he, great in AEW. His appearances in AEW always seemed like less than, and they didn't have to. Yeah, exactly. That's how it kind of felt. Now. In the previous Ring of Honor ownership, he had a lot of respect. But you also have to remember, too, that's where he did his excursion before he went back to New Japan. So there's always a lot of respect there. Um, But, again, Tony Khan doesn't know what to do with people. So, you know, as much as it would be fantastic to see him versus a lot of different people on the roster... It's that that's not where I would go. Yeah, uh, he would force a lot more in WWE. I think so. We'll see. Definitely. We'll see what happens. But because we'll the other thing is, I think that if he was going to AEW, he wouldn't have to lose a loser leaves Japan match first. He could show up in AEW well, and then finish up his NJPW because they work together enough. 
Well, no, it would be more of if he's leaving Japan, he's not wrestling in Japan anymore. You would think it would be a literal, more literal like that. Yeah. Because who knows? I mean, he could be heading up, you know, as they're gearing a lot more into like New Japan Strong and stuff. That could be it where he's going to be state what uh, stateside. Yeah. And really developing it that way. It could be. I don't know. I don't know what his contract status is. Yeah. But I thought he had signed a long-term contract a while back. But I could be wrong. That's true, because, yeah, NJPW Strong is American-based, and hey, leaves mm-hmm. Japan doesn't necessarily mean leaves and New they Japan. Need, they need a star. I mean, you've got some you know good people over there, but you need a marquee, and they don't have that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo Rush and Sho, they are such a great tag team. Yeah, I I loved watching that match. I mean, it was phenomenal. I think this is my favorite um, coming out of retirement era of Leo Rush. I think this has been the best time for him. I was surprised to see his name on there just because I didn't see it posted somewhere else when I pulled up the card like the day of or the day before and I saw his name there. I was like, oh, shit. Well, him and Joe won the uh, Super Juniors tag league. Yeah. So deservedly so. So I think that that was a really um, there. It really showed me that they were a great tag team. I also really cannot stand um, TJP. I was hoping he'd lose, but mm-hmm. no. Him looking like dude from Fallout Boy. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Next, yeah. let's let's get this match over with so we can see the ladies. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I kept sitting there and saying that. Um, so we did get the ladies. Kari Sane had a banger match with Tam Nakano, right? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Tam, Tam Nakano. Nakano. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, followed up by uh, Mercedes Monet coming out. Okay. I thought it was Monet. Definitely not. And the only reason why I thought that and she was saying Monet was I thought she was really nervous. Because mm. that's a big... Even though this was not your traditional size Tokyo Dome show, it was probably about half. Yeah. Because when Kevin Kelly said, oh, 25,000, I'm like, what? Usually that's like 40,000, 50,000 people at the Tokyo Dome. I thought there were 40,000 in there, 60,000. No. I thought there was Kevin Kelly had said 25. Wow. It was either him or Juicy Kim. No, but I think it was Kevin Kelly who said that. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But it's not smelled, spelled like Monet. I mean, it's spelled like Monet because of, you know, the way that the accent is. And uh, But, yeah, the idea is that her last name is Money without being Money. It's clever. It's Monet. And, yeah, it's the whole thing. And she's the CEO uh, now and not the boss. CEO, not the boss. That's so funny. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. I'm like, uh, but okay. a lot of the rest of it was the same. Her rings were dollar signs and then Monet on the other one, mm-hmm. which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her hair. A lot of people gave her flack for it. What do you think of her hair? What was it supposed to be? I'm confused by her hair. So the hair was flames in the front going towards the back. The reason Mm. I liked it is because being passionate about art, I thought of it as symbolism. It looked like the blue, which was all there. That's the last time we saw her was the blue was all mm-hmm. being burned away and you were getting like second life oh, like a phoenix okay does it look like it was burning out the blue so i wonder if the next time we see her it's not even the flames with the blue it's something else or maybe she keeps it this way and she's consistently going through Pulling a rebirth like this feels like a part two you know what i mean mm-hmm. well 
I was confused. I was like, this is horrible leopard print is the first. I thought it was leopard print at first, too. I was like, this is really weird leopard print. And then then I caught the the side and went, oh. And then the next thing was, oh, it's a puzzle. It's puzzle pieces. (laughs) Well, I'm wrong if it was flame. But (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, we're solving puzzles here. You know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, obviously I was wrong. Kira says total count was 27,862. That's crazy. But still a very light Tokyo Dome attendance. Very, very light. Because I thought it was odd when you saw the footage of like you'd see like the the one cam they had and you saw the stage, the entrance and how many seats that weren't on the floor. And I was also shocked how close a lot of gaijin were because Mm. typically you don't see gaijin up as close as they all they were. Like mm. I had a couple of friends that went and I'm like, what the hell? You guys got like close. Cause usually gaijin that you're back a couple of sections when uh, it comes to the floor. So I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. It was pretty um, neat. She came out and there's something that I, there's a lot I don't know about Japan. Okay. But, I was always under the impression mm-hmm. that it meant a lot when AJ and the good brothers and such like mm-hmm. earned the kanji. I thought that you I thought that there was like a a process of winning respect before you put Japanese uh kanji on your gear and I thought that I could have sworn I'd heard something somewhere with AJ talking about that and what it meant. Like that it meant a lot when they had accepted him and he was able to do that. And I thought that's why he still puts Japanese on his gear nowadays is because he did earn it. And it's part of who he is kind of a deal. It wasn't just all like, Oh yeah, I did some time in Japan. It was, I was accepted by Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, she came out with a robe that had a Japanese flag for a belt Mm-hmm. Japanese kanji on the back and mm-hmm. her armband was also a Japanese flag and all of her gear was red and white like the Japanese flag mm-hmm. and I was just a little confused and thought okay. that might be disrespectful it might not I don't know maybe it's a heel thing maybe you're just getting some heat or maybe hmm. you're thinking of it in a way of like well wouldn't it be cute if i just did like an all japanese thing because i'm in japan mm-hmm. so i don't know and i'm not smart enough to know and i'm not as involved in their culture enough to know but i could have sworn mm-hmm. i had heard something about that one so when i first saw it i went oh that's kind of weird uh outside of that i really liked the music i liked the video package i thought she came out there with a bunch of confidence i liked the moment in and of itself it was a pretty big deal for her to come out there i don't think an American woman has been in the Tokyo Dome since Medusa in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing. That's a big moment. That's a big hurdle mm-hmm. to get through. So um, oh, yeah. I did like all of that aspect of it. Well, what did you, what was your take? Well, I think that the kanji and the Japanese flag and all of that, I thought she was doing it to be more insulting than anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the history about that with the kanji. I think, um, 
it, it's different interpretations on things, but I think it was more of a, a disrespect or a, you're going to respect me. And that was forced on. So, mm. but I don't know. I don't know. I also thought it was great because if she's going to have world domination, her outfit also would be appropriate for Canada. Because oh, it kind of was yep. like, you know, Olympics, you know, have the Canadian flag, whatever. Because yep. it seems like that's what she's trying to do, I guess. I don't know. But it was very, it was, it was very interesting. But when I did see the conjure on the back of her jacket, I was like, are you trying to make a point? And I thought that that was probably what it was. And Um, I know I didn't watch the whole show, so I asked you about it. The crowd seemed a little more quiet than I expected. And I think more quiet than she expected. Uh, Yeah, I I think it had to do with with the smaller crowd. The smaller crowd. You think it was a smaller crowd? Because here's the other thing is I went back and I was watching where um, Zack Sabre Jr. won that one title. And at the end, mm-hmm. those two dudes come in and they hand him a shirt. Mm-hmm. That was kind of noisy. When those two dudes walked into the well, ring, there was a lot of murmuring well, and stuff going on in the crowd. Because they didn't... Well, it was, as Kevin Kelly said, the worst kept secret. But I think it was more of why would you do that? On It was very confusing. Uh, it was one of my friends, um, Dominique and Tony, were there in Japan. And she had said that a lot of the, the Japanese, it's very interesting because um, they were, there were certain things that they were impressed. They were impressed that ja- Zack Sabre Jr. was speaking in Japanese mm-hmm. at one point. They were impressed with all, it was, it was just weird things like, she was shocked that they got behind Ocean Spray so hard, but we'll talk about that later. So I think they might have been kind of confused on what was going on and why is this happening? Yeah. Because it seems so grand for something that was blah. Yeah, it just didn't <laughs> seem like it connected. No, I don't think it did. I think it was a bigger moment for Americans than it was for New mm-hmm. Japan, which is a little mm-hmm. interesting to watch in its own way, you know? Which- when you go and talk about when Shane Hates and Maggie Nichols came out, um, <coughs> there's a lot of history between the three of those guys. Uh-huh. Um, going back into when they were with Noah. So, obviously, the Japanese know that, and that's probably why they went nuts, because also, too, they just lost the the big dog of that group uh-huh. with um, Bronson Reed. Uh-huh. going back so um it's a nice thing to see this because okay i'm a i've always loved um tmdk always been a tmdk person uh because i always liked the two of them as a tag team <clears throat> and then of course seeing with um jonah rock and you know and other people big bad tito from the states as part of that stable um it's very small stable but <clears throat> it's interesting to see that if you heard when they came out and they were talking when they were there, it's like, oh, you want me to be the leader? Like, you guys don't have a leader. You want me to be the leader, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a really kind of cool banter, even in the backstage interviews. It was great. 
and these guys, you know, they cut it in the all three of them at the same time were really cutting it in Japan. So, you know, it it was kind of cool and sentimental if you understood that and you knew the history behind it. For me, it was like, oh, I'm like, you know, who's missing hmm. other people who were around in Noah around that time. So your Chris Heroes, obviously Cabana, um, Eddie Edwards, those kinds of people who were around around that era. And mm. so it was kind of cool and sentimental. But I will say this. I really, um, that title actually is very interesting because I did not know going into this that this new um, New Japan World um, like TV title thing is a 15-minute match. Mm. So if there's no decision, it ends up they'll come back and do it another time. Huh. Not like immediately, like the next show or something. It just you wait. There's a waiting line, and we'll get yeah. back to you on it, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see Ren Narita really, um, really kind of grow into his own in the last like few years, from you know when he was a young lion to now. I mean, it was really cool to see it. It was really cool to see a lot of them, like Shooter. That was great to see him carrying Mox's Death Rider's jacket to the ring i thought that was cool um so it was a really cool thing and then i sat there and was like staring at zach saber jr and trying to think to myself when did he become six saber jr mm. i mean he had a belly that was rolling over his trunks i've, I've never seen that like zach always looked like he needed to eat two sandwiches mm. you know and like you don't need to exercise bro <laughs> but like my friend took this picture and when he was doing his entrance, and I'm like, holy crap, like, he's got, like, six eyes and an ass. Where, where did this come from? I was shocked. I'm like, last time I saw Zack Sabre Jr. live was pre-pandemic, and it's been about almost five years. And mm. I'm like, what the hell? Notice photo behind me. Love him, and I'm glad he finally got a singles title. Um, so, look at that for the techers. Way to go. And I think that... Um, it was it was great to see that, but what I loved about the match was that was pure Japanese strong style, that was like pure British tech submission. That match was like a that was an Amanda type of match because it was like oh, all the feels, and um, I don't know what they're doing with this title if it means that he's gonna be in the states. I will hope so because I love seeing Zack Saber Jr. wrestle. If you have it in person. You're missing out on life. Um, but I, you know, huge fan, huge fan. So that was a very well, that was a very great match. Um, it did at first, Wrestle Kingdom felt it like it went very quickly. And then I sat back for a moment, like, yeah, you know, it's it's we all know going into it, it's a six, seven hour show. Yeah, and AW has that all the time, but they don't do it in the middle, you know, it's when we have it in the middle of the night, it just feels like sometimes, oh, it's going on and on and on. But this time it went very rapid. I thought the next thing I know, I blinked. And then the um, Carl Anderson uh, Tomatonga match was over. And then same with FTR. Um, and it was very interesting that I like blinked and these things were done. Yeah. Yeah. That was my takeaway with that. 
And also, if you guys haven't seen it, it's really fun to watch the backstage interviews and stuff. So anytime you see someone with a, who retains a title, wins a title, there's always like a like an alcohol sponsor of sorts. So you see a lot of alcohol there. Mm. So it was really kind of funny to see. Um, it's funny to see uh, TMDK, all the three of them, like just drinking, and it it was kind of funny. And then even seeing them do a cheers with uh, Carl Anderson and stuff. That was a very kind of bittersweet little moment with that because they were two of the original four in that bullet club. So, yeah. yeah so cool. I thought that was pretty cool um, to have that moment. Um, and then, of course, um, I kind of knew that, you know, Hiromu was going to be the, you know, the, um, the junior heavyweight champion. Again, I kind of had a feeling Ishimori had a really great run. Um, who else was there? Really didn't. For me, LIJ was just kind of like, that's kind of your like throwaway match. I mean, I really kind of miss seeing like Naito, you know, in these more, you know, serious singles matches or even, you know, getting toward the, that main event. So that was kind of like for me. Um, but I feel like I'm missing something. Before I go on to the FTR. Oh yeah, no, that's right. You know, I you called it on episode one about them dropping. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah, your take on it? I wonder on? what their future is. Uh. It does seem a little peculiar that they're dropping all the titles that I think that it would be really strange for if the plan was for them to actually go to WWE. I feel like that's a little more less likely because he started the podcast. And if Dax was about to go back to WWE, he wouldn't start a podcast right away because he'd have to drop it as soon as he gets there. Unless he was just dropping the podcast to just soothe over some shit before he leaves. But I think that I think ultimately they're staying. I just don't know what's going to end up happening. And I wonder, I really wonder what they're going to do. Maybe they go strictly to Ring of Honor. I don't know. I don't know that they have a lot going on, but I don't see why they'd go to WWE now if he just started the podcast. That was the biggest curveball to me. Everything else was like, oh, they might go back. And then the podcast is all like, I don't see, I don't see them going back. But at the same time, it's a big podcast network at free shows. They could always say, Hey, yeah, we'll do like five or six episodes. You'll go back. We'll drop that one too and do the next one. And then at least there's a little bit out there, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's weird. They don't have, they don't have any of the titles now. No, yeah, but if they go to ring of honor, I don't want to see like them versus the Briscoe, like 25. Yeah, I mean they're great matches. Don't get me wrong, but you know, do you think that they would be willing to or would need to leave AEW and just do other indie stuff? Do like Impact and shit? Like, I don't see why you would. They're also Triple H guys. Yeah, see, that's where it's like, okay, you're Triple H guys, and then now with this curveball with Vince. Yeah, Vince coming back. You know, I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't see them at impact. Um, And it's weird because I 
had a I thought that maybe they would end up at one point or another at PWG. Yeah. And would have had that title with everything else. But we never saw that. So I don't know. It's just very, very weird. I don't think that I think that with with Dax being very, very vocal about lately about punk and yeah. cabana. Especially Cabana, I'm like, don't pick on him. Come on now. Um, there, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it 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 is very interesting. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's also very interesting because if you really think back on it, the Bucks are really the ones that really championed to get them over here, over there. So, yeah. I guess, but I mean, I oh, yeah, I don't know. And I guess there's always that theory the Bucks wanted them there just to be able to prove that they're better than FTR by like doing what they do. And I don't yeah, know, but, but the Bucks yeah. hadn't had all those titles like that all at once. Well, and they also haven't had matches as good as that, you know. True, but mm-hmm. but for uh, them doing a program now about the ass boy with the ass boys, that's dumb. I don't get that part. Yeah. Uh, Kira says, I could see FTR going to Impact, take the Impact titles from the current tag, Impact tag champs. Of course you could, Kira. You're obsessed with Impact. Well, who are, who are the tag champs right now, Kira? No one fucking knows who the tag champs are right now. But Kira knows. knows. Yeah, he's the only one who knows. knows. I know who yeah. the women's one are. Uh, he also ball. said that, that Bronson Reed implied on Twitter after the one match that he wants to keep doing TMDK stuff in WWE. And said, but he removed that tweet right after. I didn't see the tweet, so I don't know. I don't. I didn't either. But you know, they were they're all there at one point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, but you know, that Zach loves being in Japan. I mean, the guy moved there. He basically said, "Buy England," but I'll still talk shit about your politics. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him, saying that nurses in the UK need a living wage. You go, dude. You go. That yeah, makes sense. That sounds you that know, sounds like a reasonable request. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was yeah, next? I don't know about a bunch of other stuff on there. I just know a couple of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it's Let's the only one I know. I want to skip the one and go to the the second main event, which was um, Okada and Jay White, just to go back to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Okada, we all know that is the John Cena of New Japan. Uh, oh, Motor City. Oh, no. No, that would be a good match. But I think match. Motor City would be more. I think it would be more, more symbolic of anything if it were a Ring of Honor thing. And they should have done that when they were in Ring of Honor with the belts. But that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, sorry. Oh. Wrong part of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love doing that. It's, it's great. Anyways, um, but uh, I don't know, Jay White, that's going to be interesting what happens. So I like Jay White. So, the yeah. Switchblade cool. era, where is it going? Who yeah. Knows? Mm-hmm. I dug the Carl Anderson Thomas stuff too, and the, him dropping the title, I think, was a little expected, but this was a cool mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah, that was a cool. It was a great way to do it. I'm a little sad that um, Gallows wasn't there. That would have been a nice. Yeah, I was expecting to see him there. I get why AJ wasn't. He just broke his ankle. Yeah. Um, 
I did think that was a bummer because you, you, it was you and I, we talked about the possible cool shots yeah. you could do with AJ around with all those other guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not expecting to see um, Balor there. Yeah, but at the same okay. time, some of those, uh, like Bailey and Naomi were backstage okay. for, for Mercedes. Uh, I feel like that it's not impossible to think there could have been some people there we just didn't see. You know could what I mean? Um, who didn't post it to social media immediately. <laughs> you know? Yeah, could um, be, could be. Uh-huh. It was cool, though, to see the picture of, um, as they called themselves, She-Vival, uh, mm-hmm. where it was FTR with Sasha and Bailey. It was mm-hmm. cool to see them all four back together again. Yeah, that um, was kind of cool. That was really yeah. cool. One. And then the Zack yeah. Sabre Jr. photo with um, him and uh, Naomi. And yeah. Monet. Yeah, yeah. Money. Money. I gotta get that. Money. Money. So let's let's talk about the one match that I know people are probably saying somewhere if you watched it. I'm hoping that everybody or people who know of my extreme hatred. Yeah, I thought you were gonna skip it. I was positive you weren't gonna watch it. Uh no. Well, I was curious because you know, Billy Goat, you know, he, he kind of, you know, I don't know. When I saw the press conference, it made me want to watch it even more because he was so angry and so fired up, dropping F-bombs here and there, right? Acting like a child, like we know he is. And I've stood toe-to-toe with that guy. He's got no cojones. But anyways, you go, Kenny Omega. But anyways, um... The first thing that stood out to me was why don't we get New Japan Kenny Omega at AEW? That was the number one. Cutting his I did promos. see. I saw people say that on my timeline too. I saw people going mm-hmm. like NJPW Kenny hits way different than AEW Kenny. Okay. I saw someone else say, uh, why is it always a different Kenny in, in NJPW than AEW? I saw another one that said, Kenny feels like such a bigger deal in, in NJPW than in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mentality is yeah. not isolated to you for sure. Yeah. That was Clump's big argument. That's why Clump stopped watching AEW because Kenny yeah. and the Bucks were not Kenny and the Bucks that he liked he Mm -hmm. missed the kenny and bucks from japan even don Callis, let's go there okay when you're watching the aew version of don Callis, okay with this it's great because it's he serves a purpose and he's not this like crazy crazy fuckhead that people are who the hell is this and not knowing i'm not trying to say that the fan base of aew is not sophisticated in wrestling or maybe i am trying to say this i don't know but with kenny i think is i don't know if it's the caliber of who they're wrestling i don't know if it has to do with that or if it's just i don't know something about the air there i don't know and it's very um there's a lot of things that came out of 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 this but with Kenny, it totally was like, dude, like, I love that Kenny Omega, okay? Because that Kenny Omega 
it was all business. So when you see this trio's bullshit, it's like, I feel duped because it's like, this isn't, this is not, when you think of the, when I think of the elite, I don't think of this elite that we see on AEW. No, I think of the, the original, when they started doing BTE back in the day, those feels, because it was different. And I'm not saying to knock anybody on that roster, but I will say, yes, they do get good matches with the Lucha Brothers and, and Pac. But when you look at other people on the roster, it's like, mm, no. I just have to shake my head with that. It's like, mm, no, you can't compare. And we all know my disdain of Ocean Spray. This, I will say, <clears throat> I not because of the extreme... Oh, I don't I don't know what's a good word to say it without being like cackling, but of the extreme decimation of Ocean Spray. It reminded me of my favorite match ever. So now I'm torn between the two. But it was very interesting to me that if you really watched it, at least on the Ocean Spray side. He was like, I'm bringing the assassin back. Well, you know what? The assassin got his hand ass handed to him. You know, he's not as foppy foppy. And let's face it, he did go away from the assassin because when he went to heavyweight, he couldn't do all the moves set. He still can't. It looks sloppy. Um, whereas Dick Saber Jr., but I'm just anyways. Um, so I feel like when watching it, when you saw their whole the United Empire faction walk him out, like first of all, the 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 Kenny entrance, it was great to see Kenny. And as I like to call him hair extensions, Kenny was is like a totally different Kenny. It's like it seems like when he gets the extensions in, they must wire his brain real they must be really tight on his head because it wires his brain a different way. And that's what I think everyone who really at the beginning of AW wanted to see and expected. And when we got this bullshit with him coming out with women sweeping the floor on his entrance, that was just like, no, this is a, this is no, this isn't not that good. Um, did they make like weird quote callbacks to him being the cleaner and he's not just the cleaner is the problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, look, he's got a broom. Because remember, he used to be the cleaner. The cleaner. Well, everyone wanted the cleaner here. They wanted him now. Oh, yeah. They don't want not the cleaner. Yeah. You know, like, it's just weird. It was a weird decision for them to make. And so it is cool to see that so many Kenny fans are so happy with this, this yeah. match. I have a friend of mine who was like, they kind of wish that the Bucks were there walking him out. With Cal, with well, having Callus on commentary, yes, but walking out with the Bucks like he used to do, mm. that would have been nice. But I get it, you know, it's about more about Kenny than whatever. Um, it is. I don't think the Young Bucks are particularly happy with NJPW or wanting to work with them. I think there's a reason that they're they're one of the only people who have never showed back up there again. Is um their ego um didn't serve them well there from my understanding that they believe they, they were the main event they had a lot of sh they had to go through a lot of shit yeah. and <clears throat> i think that they were insulted that 
when it came down to it, they really didn't value them at the end of the day. Yeah, because I mean, but I get it because they didn't, they didn't, they felt like they did everything they needed to do to earn their respect and their value. But the people who make that judgment call on if you are respected or valued didn't feel like they earned it. So it's really frustrating for sure to be all like, we did everything we could and we earned that spot. But realistically, when the fans say, no, you didn't, you just were here a bunch and did a bunch of shit that we didn't care about. Like, that's a different thing. Not their own fans, like local fans. The company didn't see their value at all because they didn't hold much of a value there. And it's not like when they left, suddenly there was an issue with them being able to, with New Japan being able to book tag teams or something. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they weren't on the show and the fans were like, fine. You know, like... Well, they didn't get the the acclimates that a lot of these other ones were. And I think it's because they didn't, they weren't there full time. They didn't commit like a Tama Tonga and um, Tongaloa. Um, a lot of those tag teams, like they didn't commit to being there, there. And I think that that really kind of hurt them in a way because you would see how with like Evil and Sonata, how like with them, <clears throat> I mean, people love them. People loved fucking you know, KES, people loved all of these, you know, different, different tag teams. And that's why I think, again, you got a bigger reception for uh, TMDK. And then you saw with freaking, Mo- you know, Mercedes, Monet, Monet, whatever. Monet. Yeah. Monet. That sounds like a frog in your throat. But anyway, so um, I also thought that watching the United Empire there was one person who stood out to me that just was like not interested. Now Jeff Cobb, it kind of was in the back. Oh yeah. Not getting as well involved. And I said this on episode one, I would love to see him overtake the, the throne of that faction. And I think it's going to happen because if you watch the interview and how, Oh, little Billy go cried. I laughed the whole time. Oh, he doesn't want to do this anymore. Put so much pressure on himself. He's giving it one more year. Dude, just fucking go home now. Okay. You're not, you're a bad actor. Okay. It's all, it was all no selling and whatnot. And I love how Kenny matches his no sell. Like, fucker, don't no sell me. I'll no sell you. It was the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that with him, you know, all the blood and he's sitting there just, oh, yeah. And like, you're one of these people like Phil. You deserve what you get. And I'm not saying that, you know, in a whatever way. My thing is, it's a little melodramatic, your story. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you got the respect of the Japanese. Because Kenny is so strong. They all, they they remember those 60-minute matches. You only went 40. How can you be the GOAT when... You know, you're in you're in Okada's shadow there. You're in a lot of people's shadow. Yeah, if a bar so, was that, you have to at least get that same bar. You can't. Yeah, and you he can't achieve the same heights without hitting the same bar. No, he got his ass handed to him. The majority of that match was all Kenny, mm. and just beating the shit out of him and enjoying it. And I enjoyed every second of that part. But again, it reminded me again of my favorite match of New Japan. Sakura Genesis, Osprey, and uh, Marty Skrull. 
-hmm. And that match when Marty, like Marty was brutal. Not as brutal as Kenny, obviously, because that's a different thing. But remember, the guy was knocked the fuck out at least for a minute. Do you think no you think AEW you think Gaspy would go to AEW? Fuck no. Oh my god, fuck no. If he does, he oh never I will never watch that product again. I don't care who's there. Never. That's not the question. No, I don't give I a shit if you would watch it. I'm saying, do you think well, they would? I'm just saying him? that I that that that's a shitty thing to do. God, he, then that would tell me Tony Khan likes problematic people. But mm, true. no, I don't think so. He does have a history of bad shit in the back. So. Yep, he sure does, and that's another bad shit right mm. there. That why do you think his old lady? She was there. She was signed to AEW. Why do you think she disappeared? Yeah, mm. got COVID. That COVID helped get her get rid of her. Do you but, think if WWE took her took the old lady, do you think they would take him? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine so. Osprey in NXT. Yeah, he needs that work. Yeah, he definitely can't just show up on the main roster. He does not oh, hell no. uh, behave or perform in a way that was can that I think would fit on the yeah. main roster very well without yeah. going through NXT. He'd have to go through NXT, I think. Mm-hmm. And he needs a lot of work because if. When you look at Ricochet, that was his, those were the rivals then. When you look at Ricochet, you're like, Ricochet is at 20 different levels. And if it had, it has improved Mm -hmm. since those times together. When you look at Ocean Spray, his ego made him stagnant. Yeah. So it's a lot of work to do. And also, you know, you need to do a promo where you don't sound like you have marbles in your mouth. Yeah, well, you can do that later. They bring in people yeah, who get promo later, all the but, time. <clears throat> but I think that he's probably better suited for WWE. Hmm. It would take some work, though. But I think that he he could be. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Lee, that's kind of a shocker. But I don't think Dragon Lee, that experiment's going to go too, too well. Yeah. At all. See. Yeah, well, we'll see. Time will tell, but I think that's when you're, like I said, episode one, that's when Axiom's going to get the mask, mask taken off <laughs> and being a kid again. Well, I always but thought a kid was a terrible name. A kid is a terrible name. But I don't think, it that makes me think of Axiom's the worst name. It's just that the, the whole mm-hmm. video game thing and the mask thing doesn't quite connect with me. So, um, yeah, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know. But man. yeah. Is it Kitty? Kind of reminds me of the uh, album. I don't know. That's where I think. Oh, it. could be. Yeah. No. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Axiom gimmick kind of reminds me of that THQ character in the WCW mm-hmm. video games. Mm-hmm. It was just this random little robot guy who did a bunch of crazy shit. And you go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. So overall, you really liked the you liked Osprey's uh, match there with Kenny. So that's pretty good. I think it was more of the brutal thing, but. It was more the fact that we got the different Kenny mm-hmm. and what it has spawned from it was him and Kota Ibushi on Twitter going back and forth. So hopefully we might get golden lovers at some point. And if we do get golden lovers, it would be AEW. And I would hope that New Japan Kenny would be would be there. So it would feel good. Yeah. I would love to see... Um, Golden Lovers versus FTR. That'd be a nice one. 
I love Kota Ibushi. Yeah. He's like a living. Yeah. This is gonna sound crude, but he's like he reminds me of like you know one of those living dolls. Yeah. He reminds me of that where he's so pretty that it's like he's not real, right? And the way yeah. his body just kind of sometimes when gets kind of thrown around, it's kind of sometimes it's very limpy, noodly. So yeah, but I can't wait for that. I love Kodobushi. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else about Wrestle Kingdom you want to throw out there? No. Um, I don't want to like downplay too much of NXT, but I will say that NXT was uh, pretty pretty much average NXT. Uh, the matches you thought would be good were good. The segments I was surprised. Toxic Attraction, their promo segment surprised me. I thought JC mm-hmm. did much better than Gigi for some reason, mm-hmm. which was a switch. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, there was nothing that really stood out to me. Um, Isla Dawn and and Alba Fire was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it was kind of like a bunch of what you'd expect to see. And that kind of was was it. It wasn't it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't amazing. It just there was that was those were the two standout things to me. So if you want, we could talk AEW because there was a lot on AEW, I thought. Yeah, well, I did want to say this with NXT. I feel like week after week, I'm kind of falling out of it. And it's Booker. It's his commentary that you know, it's almost like I don't have a reason. Him and Vic don't give me a reason to, if I'm watching, you know, if I'm working and having it in the background or something, they don't give me a reason to want to turn my head to look. You know? And that's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also think that the... I was expecting better, I think, for the Dijak rebrand than what I'm getting. It's not clicking mm-hmm. with me, but I'm hoping that just kind of finds its way or something because yeah. it's. But look at Apollo, how long it's taken for him down yeah. there to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very slow. Well, let's talk AE dubs. So it was this whole new year, new me vibe over there. We all know that Mike Mansuri took over production down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Long time second hand to Kevin Dunn. The only reason he left WWE was because uh, I believe he said it on his podcast was um, Kevin Dunn's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the foreseeable future. He's like, does he, did, did he want to, it wasn't like, he was working towards being the the guy next in line. He just Mm -hmm. was for a number of years, the guy next in line. He was as accomplished as he could get in his role without taking over for Kevin Dunn. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Dunn would have to leave for Mike Mansuri to pop pop in and it didn't look that was going to happen. So it was like, well, I don't, I don't want to just stay stagnant for another 10 years was his thought. So he left. So AEW brought him in. Hmm? Yeah. And I thought it was good the way everything seemed a little different. Which is nice because Tony needed that. It was very different. I don't know if I think it's good or bad yet. And I don't mean that in a negative way because I thought it looked really good. Mm -hmm. But it felt really weird because it looked very WWE. And that was weird because they used the same color schemes. Their entrance Mm -hmm. looked a lot like SmackDown 2017, kind of mixed with NXT 2.0. (laughs) <laughs> they got rid of a lot of the things that were identifiably different about AEW and mm-hmm. made it identifiably similar to WWE. And that was just, mm-hmm. 
it was kind of trippy. There was moments I'm watching stuff and I'm seeing like those LED banners that say dynamite go behind just the way that WWE has been doing for years and all the arenas the AEW never did. And it's all this bright blue and bright red. Their replays had these big red blue lines with the thing. It looked like I was watching survivor series during the brands versus brand matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was all done very, very well, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily. First <laughs> while I was watching, and I was like, this is very WWE. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's entrance stood out to me yeah. as his Tron graphics were completely updated and changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody's everything was. But mm-hmm. like all the motion, the light, the 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 lighting, the, the camera work. The camera work, the colors. <laughs> that was the first yep. thing I noticed. <laughs> Yep, all the camera angles were way different all of a sudden. The video packages, that video package for Samoa Joe where he was talking shit on Darby. You know who that is. That's my Siri. working full-time for EW. You can say Giancarlo all you want. No, it is. I'm saying you can say that all you want. Giancarlo Mm -hmm. is taking direction from Mike Mansuri. Giancarlo was not going to make that on his own. No, no, no. You know he's doing he's taking that direction. And I yes. think it's because they because they worked well together. was at WWE, they worked well together. Yes. And Yes. But the Giancarlo production, I think that sold the deal is he did the Hobbs stuff. The I don't know how much of notes. Mike had to do with that too. I'm just saying that like Giancarlo's been there longer than Mike Mansuri. But, but he wasn't difference... working in the full-time capacity. But he was doing video packages for them. Here and there, yes. Yes. And none of them ever looked or felt like this. I know. Which means that Mike Mansuri came in and put his thumbprint on it. Because yeah. he knows what Giancarlo can do. Mm-hmm. Right? They worked a bunch mm-hmm. together. So what I'm saying is, regardless of who's clicking the mouse, mm-hmm. And making the edits. You know that's where it's the, coming through. And this was the thing that Tony and his production of AEW lacked. They lacked it and looked bushly without it. But now they're looking a little... They're looking a little bit too close almost. Like that video package was awesome and I loved it. I thought this okay. was so good. But it felt really weird because... What it does, Bishop's talked about this on his own podcast, that Mm -hmm. um, you're either going to be better than, less than, or different than. And if you're Mm -hmm. not identifiably different than, then people are going to judge you uh, on being better than or worse than. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So since they're not looking that different anymore, Mm -hmm. now the WWE comparisons, which they've already had an issue with people doing, are just going to get heavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought it looked great, but there was a weirdness to it where I was kind of like, oh, people are going to have to compare them from t- to WWE, and I don't know if that's best for them. Might be. It might but be. But you always wanted to be the alternative and different. You don't want to watch one and then the other one and go, oh, is this, is this another WWE show? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But remember, that's why AEW was created, because they wanted to be the alternative. Yes, but if you look too mm-hmm. much like the original, are you the alternative? Mm-hmm. Or is this an experiment for 
Tony's father to come give him a bunch of money to buy WWE. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Tony's all like, oh, I heard WWE's going for sale. Let's show that we can do production like WWE. We just haven't wanted to. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? That's a cheeky thing. Yeah. But it was cool. Mm-hmm. That video package with Joe was awesome. Mm-hmm. The camera angles, the backstage interviews, all of it. So yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. So much so that it was. this was the most captivated I was by an episode than I've ever been. Because I couldn't look away from all the similarities. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. The camera work for me was number one. I was like, whoa. Normally we wouldn't see some of these things. And I'm like, oh my god. Like it was visual eye candy. Mm-hmm. What is not visual eye candy? There's a lot, there's a couple of things, but the production yeah. value has changed for the better. And yeah, I was I very lot. impressed. Very impressed. Yes. Yes. I liked a lot of it. I'm That's just a, a little visually speaking, a lot of it did not look Bush League anymore. Nope. I just am a little nervous that they're a little too on the nose with being closer to WWE and that could hurt them. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe people just start not realizing they're not watching WWE. Maybe maybe the casual viewer gets confused and sees this and is like, oh. There's a good chance. I did think about that. There's a good chance a casual viewer flips through, thinks it's WWE, and gives Mm -hmm. it a much better shot than they gave it before. Mm -hmm. They could get a lot more honest of an opportunity to grow an Mm -hmm. audience. Because you could have someone click through. Because before, like, remember NWA Twitter when they fucking trashed it? What's this bootleg WWE? Mm-hmm. Like, they thought it was like a cheap knockoff version. Where yeah. now they'll see it and they go, oh, is this another WWE? And then once they mm-hmm. realize it's not, they go, oh, this looks pretty slick. Mm-hmm. They might give it a fair chance that they might not have given it before. So that could be yeah. a, a huge positive. And if you were to click on the right time and it was someone you didn't know, like, let's just say it was like the acclaimed. Okay, you would think curious, like, oh, who are these guys? You know, things like that. Rick, well, Ricky faced Jericho, but if you didn't face Jericho and you faced somebody else, but it kind of feels like it felt like that. And it was like, oh, okay, you can see that. So, definitely, I think this work, I want to see how long this goes. Now, what I also was two things also with this new newness was one. New year, new location. Holla West Coast. Okay. We've been waiting. I mean, when we did LA, LA was a little bushly. Okay, mm-hmm. for what it should mm-hmm. be. Especially with a lot of the people backstage, like your Christopher Daniels and Frankie, you know. So you missed that. The Bucks, Cutler, all these people. A lot of LA-based people, you know. Birdie King, la la la, Jungle Boy, all this shit. And it was underwhelming. But now, with the production value and everything, and that hot crowd, that was the hottest crowd I think AEW has ever had. It basically said, fuck you, Chicago. Good on you, fucking Seattle. Yeah, Seattle was good on you. Do you think any part of that is that production was so bad at properly showing the crowd? Do you think production actually got to a point where they could mic the crowd appropriately and shoot shots that make it look very packed and yep. active? 
Because mm -hmm. I noticed a lot more of those like drone style shots, mm -hmm. a lot more of those crane shots, a lot more of like, how do you pan the crowd and make it look busy? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing any of those before. It's always like, man, this no. is a huge packed house. It might not be more packed than any of the other houses. It might just be shot in a way where you know now. I think it's the way it was shot. But also, how much fucking pride they had to, during that swerve match chanting Defy. And I know a lot of those people, Defy is running a very small place. Washington Hall is not big, but it's got a beautiful vibe. And it was great that a lot of my Defiance friends were there. They were loud. They were proud. And they were in the front. Not hard cam, because I didn't really recognize anybody in the hard cam. Okay, this is another beef of mine. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I, I swear, I need, you know, like, I'm not because of what I am. I'm like, you need good representation. Because I know when it comes to San Francisco, I know when they come here, I know the kind of crowds that are there. Okay, mm -hmm. it's gonna, it's mostly in the front. And even in L.A., too, it really should be this, where it's mostly going to be your Hispanics and your Asians, my fat ass, you know, at least in San Francisco, and whatnot. So I do have front row. I don't have a ticket for Revolution yet. I'm working on that. Hmm. But I do have my ones for... Um, I do have my ones for Dynamite and Rampage. I am going to go to Sacramento. I don't have a ticket for that yet, but that's okay. I will get it. But I think that, um, I think it really is one of those things where the crowd really makes a difference. And I think that having this new production, better camera angles, and a hot crowd, one that was pretty much hot from the get-go ish. Um, I think really made the difference. Mm -hmm. And yes, you did have a lot of hometown people. Yes, we saw the introduction of Nick Wayne, which I thought was pretty kind of cool. Um, we'll probably see him wrestle on their roster in about a year. It was cool to see all these things. And I'm hoping that this momentum comes through Portland, yeah. where they're doing um, Battle of the Belts, and they're doing um, Rampage Live. I'm hoping that comes through this week. So it'll be very interesting yeah. to see what they do with that. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. Excited you know to one of the big bummers? We're not like ratings gurus or nothing. But we do see them sometimes and find them interesting. Mm -hmm. the, the, what I thought was unfortunate is I saw it come across my feed today. They got mm -hmm. They tied with their lowest viewership of 2022 on this one. And wow. I was like, damn, this would have been a good one to get a lot of people, you mm -hmm. know, like because it looks so different. But I mean, I think are, that there's a good chance that they build. They could build from are, this. Question, are people talking about the stylized thing? Now, ever since Elon Musk took over Twitter, my feed is weird. Mm. So I don't see a lot of reaction. That's true. Uh, so, I was finding particularly like looking for um, larger accounts who were tweeting out like pictures or sets of it and said hey what do you guys think of the new look and then just looking through their comments to kind of get a feel because i didn't see i don't see a bunch of otherwise mm -hmm. um i saw a lot of people give it a lot of shit a lot of their fans look like they said there was two wwe and i was like that's what i was meaning like it might not 
go well looking too much like WWE. <laughs> like I do think it's cool and I think it looks great. And so for me, I'm like watching it. Like this is great to experience. Mm-hmm. Even stuff I didn't like, I was watching. Where a lot of I'm times I'll turn away. I'm curious what Crump would think. Yeah. Just yeah. curious. Just because yeah, so. it's totally different in a way. Yeah. Will this momentum keep up? I'm hoping. I'm hoping that these other West Coast shows prove that, what? well, one, West Coast is the best coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, Revolution is going to really define the pay-per-view situation on the West Coast. It's the yeah. home of the Warriors. Uh, world, our NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Gotta throw that in there um, if you're into that shit. And they're at the legendary Cow Palace. Cow Palace is small. six six 6,000. Has it sold out? No. Will it? It could. But I think a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people who are, it's really going to depend on the lead up to it. What's going to be on that, that what's that card going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because if you all love Will Hobbs back there as much as you do, this should be a King's homecoming. Yep. He should be getting some gold there and put respect on his fucking name and respect in this area. But we'll see. Don't know. Um, I really hope that it also sparks a light to fire under Tony's ass that um we're getting more things out here. Ring of Honor, when that gets, I think he had mentioned before, four big pay-per-views. The biggest ones I always thought for the Ring of Honor year always were, they're five. And that would be um, Anniversary Show in March, which was always in Las Vegas. Um, before that would be Super Card of Honor. Or actually, yeah, Super Card of Honor was usually a couple weeks after. Super Card of Honor... The third was um, Global Wars. I always thought it was a huge, big event. Then you would have Death Before Dishonor, Final Battle. Hmm. If I'm mistaken and there's one in there missing that some people think is a pillar of them, please let me know. But those are the ones that were the pillars, the big five. I would. I wish, in a way, and not because it's in Las Vegas. I really wish, in a way, that he kind of kept those traditional things of it. Doing final battle either in Baltimore after they couldn't fill Hammerstein anymore, but Hammerstein really was final battle area. Global Wars was always a Midwest thing, and obviously Supercard Honor, where uh, wherever they did it, because Death Before Dishonor anniversary were always Vegas, and they were good times. Good times, great memories. Um, and I think that that would be really good. Now, I'm also thinking that this new production is also that teaser of, all right, yeah, we have Honor Club coming back, but we really need a TV deal for this. So it's that proving of we can have a good, good looking visual product and I can do this for three, for three different shows. You know, that's the other thing. No, not at all. That that ship's already sailed. They wouldn't open up Honor Club if they were anywhere near getting a TV deal. They just didn't get it. No. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't do a yeah. you wouldn't have a, an honor club and TV deal. He but he waited I so long it, to mention the honor club because the TV deal failed. Yeah, but I also don't like the fact that okay, you're paying every month for it, but they should have had the model where you were paying two hundred bucks and it got me the pay per views. Yeah, well, they didn't. So it didn't. An even yeah. bigger indication they didn't get the TV deal. They were hoping to make more money on the TV deal. They didn't get an offer at all. So they're like, okay, we got to make something. Mm-hmm. Um, because he spent. But all you're that buying money Honor Club though, really for all that footage. Yeah, that's their hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Ricky Starks beating Jericho? That was the right move. I hope that's the end that of that. Good. But they had that whole thing afterwards with Action Andretti, and I think they're going to do a tag match now. And I'm just, I think Ricky needs to get the fuck away from this. Get out! Well, like that you did as best as you can do with that. Get out. But where do you go? Doesn't matter. I would love to see him and Darby again. Well, you could because now. Let's let's face it. That match with the skateboard off the back, that was the one that everybody. That was like the wasn't that the one that was the first, like because that was in the mid part of the show, and that was the mm. first time they hit a million viewers for that at that particular time. No idea. I think so. And it was pandemic time, so you know, you didn't really have a crowd. But that match was hot. Yeah. And the birth of Darby and everything, that was that was great. The problem you're going to have though is that you're not going to put the title on on Darby and not leave it on him for a while. So if Starks goes towards Darby now, he's just going to go lose over there. True. The only other person I think that could could get that belt is Hobbs. Yeah. I can see that. But you let Darby have it for a couple of months, you know? Yeah. So now it's funny that you look at it and it's like, well, where's Wardlow now? Yeah. No fucking mm-hmm. clue what's going so on. Where are all these people? So it's that weird that weird door. Now, with Ricky, people want to hear him talk. Now, that's loud and clear. And I think that with Jericho and all of this, obviously Action Andretti is Jericho's little buddy. So we're, you know, having to promote him. And if you have to use Ricky Starks, then you have to use Ricky Starks. Is he dumb for kind of going along with this? Yes, absolutely. Because you know what? You're better than all this. But if you have to grasp on opportunity and ride coattails to get you there, then you're going to have to do what you got to do. But I don't know. I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday. And, you know, obviously Jericho has his favorites. Tony has his favorites and stuff. And we were talking about why certain people have passes. Like, you know, obviously <clears throat> Guevara is a is a backstage cancer drama person and his wife. And I heard a rumor that that's why they lost the AAA titles. Hmm. Because they charted some stuff in the back there. So, you know, just, just things like that. So it's not just Phil, you know, it's a lot of people. But, you know, it's one of Jericho's favorites. So, you know, there's a lot of favoritism. So you either play the game or you don't. And I think that with Ricky, he needs to get away with it, get away from it. But then at the end of the day, if you're not getting valued and no one's going to wants to be on your cause and you have to jump on other people, at the end of the day, you got to think about it to yourself of maybe this really isn't the place to be. It's not always greener on the other side. 
but nonetheless, it was great. He needs to ditch the white gear, look like a diaper again, and that was that. Uh, Adam Page and Tony Schiavone and Moxley, that whole segment was like, it was all right, but I mean, the mic issues didn't help anything. Shivani no. didn't help anything. Mm-mm. I don't like the whole not medically cleared thing and you're in the ring and mm-hmm. teasing to get physical. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it didn't click with me, but and I think that I think Moxley did the best he could with a shitty situation with the mic not working the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Um but that it really stifled the beginning of that promo. Because there's a while where you yeah. can hear the crowd is making all this noise because they can't hear him and they're trying to figure out a way to let him know. And that's when they started chanting, right? And he's <laughs> like trying to figure out, like, why the fuck are they talking over me? They never do this, right? Um, and then Moxie said, fuck a couple of times. So that's all that takes for someone to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that's not really my place, right? I'm not a, an executive of anything, but you just watch that stuff sometimes and you go, mm, that might not go well. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that excited for Hangman versus Moxley, but I bet you it's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. You know? It should be a good match. Should be. That's true. Will it be? I don't know. Yeah. They've dropped the ball with Hangman so many times that I don't... That's a good point. I think maybe it's just a page thing. I think I'm just tired mm-hmm. and done with him. Like his weird... What do they call him? Uh, I mean, it's not a whiny cowboy, but he's like the millennial cowboy or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. I don't I don't like any of it. No. You know what I mean? He's just like this weird, sad hangman <clears throat> was a force um when the company started. Yeah. They went through all I, I said on said the show the first he should have been the first champion. Mm-hmm. Our first Absolutely. review of you their first pay per view, I said, Well, it should have been should have been Paige. He should be the first champion. Mm-hmm. Make a statement. Yeah. And now I'm all like, I don't want him anywhere near the title. <laughs> <laughs> My more th- my thing is just more like, you know, if you're gonna if you need to give Paige something, you know, give us what we want, and most people want that uh, that old elite back. Do it, yeah. Book flip and all that bullshit. <laughs> we want to go there, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, I don't know. But I'm just sick of Moxley. Same shit every week. Bad theme. I hate the music. You know I what know I really liked? I didn't hear Justin yeah. Roberts once. I think they replaced Was him with Dasha. Oh, yeah. You know why? It's because he has some family issues. Really? I thought this was the best announcing I'd ever heard. I didn't mute the, the sound one time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this yep. is great. She's perfect for this. This is what she should be doing. Well, Because, you know, I mean... Justin Roberts, well, see, I didn't know that because she was, Dasha was doing it last week too. So I guess he had some kind of family thing. I don't know. Huh. But I prefer Dasha. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying yeah. I hope he has more family things. I'm just saying that she's <laughs> really good at this and she should be doing this. She's very good at this. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the music bothered me. I do think that it wouldn't hurt to have a break from Moxley a little bit because I think because he's also so closely associated with a lot of the mess and mm-hmm. not in the bad way, in the way that he stepped up. Yeah. But it might not be bad to kind of like 
let him have a break and come back in three, four months and then uh, remind people that you're here and you're a badass and you're going to do a tear. And now yeah. it just feels all like, what are we doing? Well, again, like this, I thought he was supposed to have that break. It feels like a story. It is. And I thought he was supposed yeah. to have that break and he never got that break. And that's so, the other thing is I, I think that know. the reports of that ruined a lot of things for people because I think now everyone sees every time he does a loss or something, he's like, okay, now he's going to go away. And then he does it and everyone goes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that hurts him too, but um, the tag title match, the Acclaim versus Lethal and Jarrett, that whole finish was fucking dumb. Like bad. The whole ref thing, the restart in the match, the the this the who was it what's his name who was standing on the outside not sanjay um the big giant satnam thing satnam uh he was standing out there and he didn't do anything but all of a sudden a dozen refs come out and start trying to like shoo him away and then fucking aubrey gets involved in the match being like no no the guy did the thing you're like why does it matter now you guys oh my god you guys don't give a shit all the time, and now suddenly there's a rules thing. It was just so out of place. It wasn't even that this couldn't have worked ever or literally in any other company, but AEW has made it a point to orchestrate and highlight that their referees are incapable of doing what referees oh, yeah. do anywhere else. They do not matter. So this whole thing was way out of place and really dumb, and I didn't like any bit of it. Whoa. And it actually made me feel for the heels. I was all like, Jarrett and and uh, Lethal kind of got screwed on that. They do. You know I mean? They, they totally screwed, screwed because, like, yeah, the guy's foot was on the rope. The dude pushes it away. The ref doesn't see it. That's a win. For any mm-hmm. villain to cheat behind the ref's back, that's the win, right? That's what they do. Mm-hmm. For a ref to come out of nowhere and suddenly stop the match when we just had several matches... And we have matches week after week where somebody cheats to win and no one comes out and switches it. That makes the bad guys look like they got screwed because that's never happened to anyone else. No mm-hmm. one has ever had a call reversed, no matter how many referees are around, because of mm-hmm. cheating that was done in the ring. So now mm-hmm. you're pinpointing and you're pinpointing the villains and and you're effectively setting an example out of them that you've never set for anybody else. Well, you know why they did this, right? It was probably Jeff's booking because he's used to having refs that matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We had to highlight the return home of one Aubrey Edwards. Oh, my God. Was that it? Yes. Awful. Yeah, because she posted a photo on her Instagram. was like, oh, yeah, you know, all her friends and family. Yeah, look, there was her husband and then the man that she allegedly had an affair with who is a problematic person who got kicked out of Seattle wrestling. Yeah. The guy who yep. trained her. Oh, yeah, it's good. I don't understand. But, you know, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Yep. It, it, she was horrible in that. I hate watching her do Ricky that Ricky match. But it was Jericho. And yep. I was like, there was so much bullshit there. It's like, did you not see out of the corner of your eye because the way you're positioned, and it wasn't camera angle, it was the way you're positioned. Did you not see the fact that fucking the unobnoxious guy hit Ricky in the fucking face with a bat? Uh-huh. And it did not look very pretty. 
And then, you know, all of this other bullshit. I'm like, you are the worst ref and you'd make it about yourself and I hate it. Go away. Give me ref Paul Turner. Senior. I love that while she was in there doing that thing and trying to do it, that Jeff goes over and like stands by her and starts pushing her with his legs. Such mm -hmm. an asshole move. I loved so it. So fucking good. But at I'm the like, same Jeff, time, I was like, he's right. Who the fuck is mm -hmm. she? She needs to get the fuck out. Who is she? Not that we don't know mm -hmm. who she is, but she's, I don't, have they ever called her the senior official to begin with? I thought that was Paul Turner. Paul Turner Secondly, is the senior official. Yeah. So she's mm -hmm. just some other ref who's coming in to do this. Why are you trying to screw me out of my win? No the one interrupts your matches that you miss fucking read all the time. The only you know time I mean? she's ever a senior official has been on the Jericho cruise. Well, that makes sense. When Turner's not there. Mm -hmm. really can't. It's a boat. Um, yeah, it just was... It was just the wrong company to do that angle because it isn't, it's out of place in so many ways. Uh, let's well, see. Yeah. Jungle Boy cut his uh, pretty... I mean, I the thing about Jungle Boy's promo is they had him backstage with kind of a backdrop, much like they do for SmackDown and Raw, which was cool. Um, mm -hmm. But it's him and Hook and whatever. Um, Brian Danielson, Tony Nese, I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked the MJF and Danielson back and forth for the most part. There's little bits here and there where I was kind of like, eh, whatever. But it's, it's fine. Bullshit every time. Yeah. Ricky called me out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The low-hanging fruit thing. Yeah. All that's true. Mm -hmm. And that was MJF said something. Again, I couldn't figure out if it was a, a actually not self-aware or a heel not being self-aware heat thing but he said something and i was like does it make sense not for you you know what i mean mm -hmm. oh and i totally called it hmm. the first the first time they showed the belt with the stupid print i said it on episode one he said it's the big burberry belt or the triple b and i was like oh they're never going to call it burberry again it's going to be triple b from now on because he can't call it burberry because that shit's trademarked like fuck mm-hmm and it was an iron on and we knew it. And I was like, Burberry doesn't want anything to do with that. So he said it, he says it every time, me and the triple B. And I was like, he's absolutely, they said we could get away with it once. Then they're going to give us a cease and desist. So we can't do it again. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So every time I hear him say the triple B, I just like, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think I it's weird. They're going to go for a 60 minute match. I think it's 60 minute Ironman match between Danielson and MJF. That is a tall order. <laughs> There's only one other. Well, on a national level on TV pay-per-views, there's only one other match that's ever done that, and that was Brett and Sean. Yeah. And Pat Patterson had to convince Vince McMahon that it would work because it's Brett and Sean. That was the reason. They said, why would this ever work? <laughs> and his reason was, it's Brett Hart and Sean Michaels. Mm -hmm. They yeah. can do it. It wasn't that the match works because of context. It was these two dudes are on mm -hmm. such a high level. Mm -hmm. They will do it. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. Mm -hmm. But I also understand it's a lot of people's most overrated match of all time. Oh, yeah. Did not click for a lot of people. So if Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels didn't click for a lot of people, MJF and Brian Danielson have a tall order. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a Ring of Honor old school viewer, 
Danielson has had plenty of the Iron Man yes. matches. Oh yeah. One of my favorites again was him versus young spry Colt Cabana. They had in an a hour long match. match? Colt's done two that I know of from Ring of Honor. Him and Lethal, man, in Atlanta. Please, people, go watch that match. That match was beautiful. Okay. The last time he ever got to wrestle for the um, Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. And but that match was beautiful. Yeah. And he fucked Colt fucked up the end too. <laughs> he talked about it on his podcast. Because go doing a 60 man 60 minute Iron Man is tough. It's a tall order. But when you're not doing that a lot and regularly, yeah. So by the time you're hitting that end of the, you know, those last few minutes, like one of the things he planned on doing on to lethal was he was drinking one of his acai moon salts from the corner. He fucked up the timing. It was too early for him to try to hit it. Yeah. To get one more pin in. And then he you he was when he talked about it on his podcast, he was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh fuck. He had to do he did it twice. He didn't do it again. And he was like, my body. He's like, I don't know how I did it. He says, because my body was so tired and hurting at that point. He did it again. <laughs> he's like, never again. And he, like when he landed on Lethal, I think he had said he had grabbed. He's like, oh god, yeah. But yeah, no, he's Danielson's done quite a few of them. I think there was one against Nigel McGuinness that was really, really great. Um, I want to say maybe there's one with Hero too. Yeah, but there's there's quite a few. But yeah, yeah. Um, and how do you do an Iron Man match when you you know you're a known cheater? You don't win clean. Yeah, that's my. Question. Well, they've also never had a disqualification. There's only True. been one disqualification ever, and it was Thunder Rosa. Um, of all people. Yeah. Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kuro does say MJF versus Brian promo was so contradicting. This was the moment that I actually was thinking of it. He nailed it. Mm -hmm. Um, MJF says wins and losses matter, but here's a match for a pay-per-view that relies on us booking the other opponent to win every match. So his wins and losses don't matter now because he's going to win every match. Uh, yes, but here was the even more. This was the part that I meant where I was like, I couldn't tell if it was like actually self-aware or not self-aware. MJF has only been number one contender by winning gimmick matches that make you number one contender. He mm -hmm. never won by winning matches. It wasn't his wins and losses matter. It was winning one match mattered. Mm -hmm. He won the chip. That's how he's a champion now because mm -hmm. he didn't even win the match. Stokely won the match. Stokely mm -hmm. went up to the ladder and pulled down the chip and handed it to MJF. So not mm -hmm. only did, did the wins and losses not matter, his win did not matter in a history where winning doesn't matter. The majority of world title matches are done by battle royal winners, ladder match winners, random tournament winners. No one almost ever is ranked number one because of all their their wins, and then they get a match. You know what I mean? So we, it was just, I don't even understand the ranking. No one does. Yeah, and I'm glad they've mostly dropped it. I only bring it up because when you say things like wins and losses matter, you make me think of your rankings because that was mm -hmm. the whole purpose behind your rankings. Wins mm -hmm. and losses matters. We rank you. But I think what he's trying to say is win the right match, and that matters, right? But mm -hmm. you've created a weird matter. thing. So that goes um, to show you that he is not as great on the mic. 
Yeah. Uh, Kiro does say because she started calling it AEWWE just because of the set alone. Yeah, the set is so WWE. Um, Yeah. Running through the rest of the show, there was a bunch of stuff I did not care about. I did want to mention, not even talking about Brit's lame promo, but I guess she used the word boss one time and someone said something about that. Uh, But Soraya said that Sheeta was so good. Sheeta's so good. I'm standing next to one of the, sitting next to one of the best in the world. That's why Tony Storm, I want you to be my partner. And then yep. Sheeta looks all like, wait. And so now there's a big back and forth on did they announce Tony as the partner so that way people would stop saying it's Sasha so that way when they don't deliver Sasha, it's not under delivering. Because we said that before. If it's not Sasha mm-hmm. Banks, you better fucking say it beforehand because people think it's going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. I think there's a possibility for a couple things. I think one, I think it was, it could have been, I don't know, it could have been meant to be Mercedes and the deal never got done. And it wasn't going to be what she wanted. It, she wasn't mm-hmm. going to buckle to what they wanted. She mm-hmm. walked away from WWE for not wanting to do what they wanted. So if Tony wasn't going to buckle to what she wanted, I'm not doing a thing. So I think that mm-hmm. there's every possibility that the deal fell through. And mm-hmm. that's why they said it's going to be Tony. I think they've left wiggle room to allow that if they're able to close the deal, they can because they had Sheeta give this look. So now mm-hmm. you can have Sheeta attack Tony to get her out of the match. So the new replacement could be Mercedes. There's some people who thinks the Tony thing is a swerve all along anyways. And that Tony's only there to make people think it's not Mercedes. So when it is Mercedes, it's a bigger pop. I kind of think the deal fell through and they're hedging their bets and trying to die down the conversation but leave a window open just in case because so many things they do in book never come up again they just (laughs) never do uh and this could be another one of those things where it's all like oh remember that time that she said the thing to sheeta and she gave that face and they never broached it yeah uh what do you think well i have two theories one, with Sheeta and that whole Scooby home kind of moment, mm. I thought one of two things. And with Sheeta getting heated, Sheeta's going to show up and it's going to be a triple threat and her partner is going to be Mercedes. Or, guess who comes back? Thunder. Mm. And it's totally thunder. under wraps. That's a huge possibility. Yeah. I'd rather have Thunder, to be quite honest, than Mercedes at this point. Yeah. That's where I thought that's where the, the big swerve is gonna be. Is it's gonna end up being a triple threat. Sheeta's gonna be involved with a mystery partner. And I wholeheartedly believe it's Thunder. Hmm. Because bringing Thunder back into this whole mix with there's the woman who was the interim. Here's the one now who's not the interim. Here's the big bad bitch, Britt Baker. And you have the new kid on the block, you have Soraya. Yeah. And who obviously Sheeta feels slighted. And she and yeah. Sheeta had good match. So I think that, you know, I could see Sheeta using you have, you know, like one of the best. That's my partner. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. And yeah. using center in that role is great. Because yeah, we all need be. it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think that she, she, because she is so beloved by that fandom, 
that fan that fandom period we need her we need her yeah. back <laughs> and this uh, is a great way to bring her back where no one knows could be especially if you've died down the sasha argument now if she shows <laughs> up it's going to be cool Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bert Baker said the boss, but that's not even Mercedes gimmick anymore. Also, just want to throw out another name, Chelsea Green. No, she's fine. Isn't she and signed she's... back to WWE? No one knows that for sure. Oh, I thought she was officially. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I know of, but mm. could be. I don't think it's Chelsea Green. No. no. So. Um, I really don't. It's gonna either it's really either gonna be yes, that's the swerve to Mercedes, but yeah. honestly, I think it's Thunder. No. There's no way because when you want to say, you know, if you're saying, oh, you know, you know, the best, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you slight Sheeta with that. Sheeta can be fuck you. You know who really the best yeah. is, is this one. Yeah. We all, you know it. We all know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Those two bitches across the way. And if it's something stupid like Nyla Rose, I'm like, oh, God, we're fucked. Please don't be like Nyla yeah. Rose. No offense, Nyla, but no. That would be funny. Uh, yeah. Kira does say, just based on how underwhelming AEW surprise event for uh, for three now going on four years. Yeah, for the most part, I agree. Um, yeah. So the last thing we'll talk about tonight, the main event, Samoa Joe, Darby Allen. Yes. Oh, wait, Swerve. Can we mention how beloved Swerve is in that damn city before we go on to the last Sure, go thing? ahead. Man, that is Swerve's house. You cannot deny it. It is so much Swerve's house that that ch- crowd was chanting defy loud. They never chant for anybody else's promotion like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. They don't. I've not heard one. If you've heard one, people, you need to tell me what it was. But there's none. Maybe GC Dub, but I, I, doubt, I doubt that. Like when Cage was there, but I'm talking a local indie. And we all know Defy, if anyone's been there. The Defiance is great. It's great, don't get me wrong. They pay a lot of money for the stars they're getting. Am I jealous sometimes? Absolutely. But then again, you know, it's all good. But that is Swerve's house. And I thought that that crowd really showed how the West Coast loves. The West Coast is best coast, and the West Coast deserves to have AEW in the rotation. I want it to be so that people back East are like, fuck, why are they in California and, and the West Coast? Why are they in Seattle all the time? Why are they in Portland all the time? Why are they in LA all the time? Why are they in San Diego? Fresno. Fresno is going to be lame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. But Fresno crowd, if you prove me wrong... Yeah, but I don't expect much from that one. I do expect a lot out of San Francisco. And I'm going to make it my damnedest to support that. Because I want Ring of Honor because I want to see Colt Cabana. I want to see all my favorites and I don't like to travel. Air is expensive. So, you know, I've heard a lot of rumblings. A lot of people who normally come out to a WrestleCon and the collective from back east are not coming to L.A. Because it's so expensive this year. That makes my heart happy. So that means better tickets. So, but anyways, so Seattle's legit. Seattle is legit. They're too legit to quit. That's a Bay Area thing, if you don't know. Anyways, 
Kool Aid Man eight eight three said, "Do you guys talk about how awesome Osprey is? Best in the world? We talked about him earlier. You have to go back and I don't talk about how awesome he is. Are you kidding? We talked about him. Don't give away the spoiler. Make him go back and listen. Yeah, go back and listen. Yeah, but anybody knows on episode one how I feel about uh, Osprey. Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. What do you think of this? Well, you know, Joe. I don't know. It's so funny. I'm the king of TV. And then I knew that going into it, Joe was not walking out of Seattle without it, with that title. That's all going to be all Darby. That's a king's homecoming. And if it wasn't him that was walking out of there with a the belt, either Swerve or Danielson would walk out of there with a the belt. Um, so um, I don't know. I'm kind of with Darby, I'm kind of like over Darby in the sense that it's like you get totally pounded and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you rise from the dead. I get it, you know, and whatnot. I just think that it's, I don't know, it's just awkward because we know Joe could like break him Darby in half with his like pinky, probably his pinky toe. Let's go there. So I don't know, but I mean, it was, it was just okay, but I think the crowd really was the big motivator in that. I yeah. thought. But. Uh, Kool-Aid man is asking if you're going to uh, PWG Bola. You said you're not. Right? No, we no. talked about that earlier. No, yeah, earlier. but that's okay. Um, I am going to be very, very mad though. If, Kings of the Black Throne are there on Sunday. I'm gonna be fucking pissed, but it's okay. It's my own fault and kind of my work's fault. So, uh, so my problem with the Darby Samoa Joe match is if it was anyone else against Darby, mm -hmm. I can usually buy it. But it's fucking Samoa Joe. I know, I know. And then at a certain point, Darby's getting a comeback by punching Joe in the stomach, and Joe has to sell the punches to the stomach and go down. And I was like, what but the fuck is that? You know what it was like to me? What it reminded me of? Remember Mike Tyson's punch out? Yeah. King Hippo? Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. And I was like, come on, you know? Samoa Joe nearly choked out Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. But Darby Allen's too much for him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Brock Lesnar sold for Samoa Joe like a maniac. If you've mm -hmm. never seen the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar match, go watch it. I want to say it was Great Balls of Fire. It was a weird name for a pay-per-view, but what it's incredible. Hell? Brock Lesnar. Was that pay-per-view one of the ones that had substituted for Great American Bash? No, but that match, time. Brock Lesnar uh, sold so fucking much for Joe. Everything Joe did was dominant and crazy, and Brock Lesnar looked like he barely got out of there alive. But Darby Allen punches Samoa Joe in the stomach a couple times. Samoa Joe hits his head on not even a fully exposed turnbuckle, a partially mm -hmm. exposed turnbuckle. And then he's done because of a coffin drop, which, by the way, Darby doing a coffin drop on Samoa Joe looks silly and stupid. It looked terrible. If yeah. it wasn't for Darby's hometown, I don't think the crowd would have reacted this way. And watching mm -hmm. it from home, I didn't give a fuck it was his hometown. I just felt like the wrong guy had the title at the time. Like Darby could have won there and that would have been great. 
But the title should have been off Samoa Joe because I'm not for one second buying a punch from Darby Allen will take down Samoa Joe. Told you, King Hippo. Mike Tyson's Even then, out. it took like three or four in a row and you had to get him at the right that, time. That was King Hippo with Mike Tyson's punch out. It took like three or four to the gut. And that's, that's what I'm saying. You, you didn't get all that. And then it was an uppercut after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's a punch, not... man, punch, uppercut. Yeah. Someone was playing Mike Tyson's punch out. I think Tony, the fanboy, said this is how we book Mike it. Tyson's punch out. And was like, oh my God, I'm so inspired with this match. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're using Mike Tyson's punch out on Nintendo to book a finish for a match or book something, a part of the match, that's really sad. Yeah. Also, yeah. Samoa Joe got the choke on Brock Lesnar and Brock turned bright red mm-hmm. and nearly passed out with it. He gets the choke on Darby and Darby fights his way out of it. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, this, there's too many times that Darby getting com- a comeback made absolutely zero sense because I know how actually badass Samoa Joe is and how tough and strong he is mm-hmm. that you just go, okay, this is just as phony as it gets. Yeah. Darby's not winning a fight with Samoa Joe. And even that, yeah. it started with with Darby using a skateboard. Where's Aubrey then? Run out there now. Turn the match around. <laughs> People are cheating. Don't you want to fix it? Yeah, I, I thought it was super st- stupid just because I'm not buying Samoa Joe losing to Darby. Yeah. Not in but, a match like that. The match was built so competitive. And it shouldn't have been. Not at all. If Darby's going to win, it had to be somehow a crazy lucky dominant thing quick like a sucker punch kind of a deal where Samoa Joe didn't see it coming like I'm less I'm more likely to believe that Darby catches Samoa Joe in the temple and knocks him Mm -hmm. down than I am that he could fight his way out of the coquina clutch (laughs) you know what I mean you're gonna outpower Samoa Joe Um, no Mm -hmm. nope I mean I'm gonna need to find um a diff of King Hippo now yeah, Samojo versus face. Darby, mm-hmm. and just have to some superimpose someone superimpose the faces on there because like that's so true. Now I'm like I'm gonna go back and use the sim- my Nest simulator and go play that game, do the same thing with King Hippo and Grand. That's gonna be what it is. And I'm like Samojo went down. Said a little mag at Darby Allen. Oh. Yeah. I swear, so. if their video game, if that's like the secret to beat Samoa Joe. On the game is to do the King Hippo. Shout out to the game people. Yeah. Doing your homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is but, awful. But it's I think terrible. Aubrey, then again, like Aubrey, there was too much Aubrey in, in this show. Yeah. And she's distracting. I will always remember one of my friends at Ebola. It was not, I, no, it wasn't Ebola. Um, it was like one of the last ones where we saw a lot of people before AEW was created when Tony Khan was there. She refed and my friend in the front row, I was behind him, was like, oh, fuck, not that fucking bitch. And we were laughing and I'm like, my Josh, what the fuck, dude? And he goes, that fucking bitch, fucking ugly ass bitch to not a fucking referee. She heard him. I was like, mm. That's true. Yeah. She's, She's just a little bit with that, but it's like, dude, you're horrible. 
everyone, you know, that crowd also does love Bryce Remsburg. And obviously, Rick Knox is king over there. But, yeah, she, mm -mm. there was way too much Aubrey for my taste. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Papa Sting comes out, celebrates, you know, that's what it was. But mm. that I'm was dynamite. I am over pa Papa Sting. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. But, I, I mean, whatever, it's fine. I don't know. I don't like his connection with Darby staying so strong for so long, but um, whatever. It's, it's like, fine. why? Why? I'm waiting for someone to come out all um, Maury Povich style and says, Sting, you're not the father. Hmm. And somebody else random comes out. Yeah. That would be great. I think that would be funny. But, yeah. That could work. L.A. Park comes out. On, what, three years now, almost? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Papa Sting. Uh, anything else you want to put over before we go? Um, only other thing I want to put over is if you are in the San Jose area or around or are thinking of going to, um, what is it, Battle in the Valley? Or whatever they're calling it, New Japan? Oh, the San Jose? Yeah, February 18th, San Jose. February 18th. Yeah, Battle in the Valley. There, it's a small venue. Tickets. Um, there's some really good tickets out there. Uh, so, I heard the tickets have almost sold out already. So they weren't yes. Uh, they weren't last time I looked, but now right probably there, yeah. Right before we got on on the air, I saw oh. it. someone said it. Um, they probably took the one I wanted, but again, I would not go. I really, I want to go see Monet. Wait, wait, Monet. Sorry, gotta get used to that. Yeah, but I don't want like to pay to see Ocean Spray again, and I really want to see Zack Saber Junior. if he shows up. Yeah, It'd be interesting yeah. to know if he's going to. I so. I love I love me some fucking uh, Dick Saber Junior. I'm gonna call him Sick Techers now. That's gonna be his new nickname, Sick Techers. All right, uh -huh. you can do that. I uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week for a brand new episode one right here in the dive bar. That's the last call. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.